guest on the podcast today. We have Coach Aaron Rule from Hampshire High School in Romney, West Virginia. I know you will love listening to him on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast. Okay, so on the Mind of a Football Coach podcast today, we have Coach Aaron Rule from Hampshire High School in Romney, West Virginia. Coach, welcome to the podcast. Hey, Coach, thanks for having me. I greatly appreciate it. I know we've been uh, trying to get together and do this and uh, finally able to. So I, it's, it's a pleasure. I always enjoy talking to you and having conversations. So um, I'm, I'm excited for this. Yeah, man. Uh, Coach, please give the listener a little bit of background about yourself, and then we'll, we'll go from there. All right. Well, um, you know, obviously I, I started back in 1999 coaching the, the small uh, uh, middle school, uh, Clinton Middle School, and then worked my way to Elk Middle School, uh, worked my way up to the high school ranks. And then I, I decided to uh, get my master's in athletic coaching education, which kind of opened a huge door for me. Um, I, I went to WVU and our last semester there, we had to do um, an internship. So I reached out to Coach Tinsley, uh, Coach Scott Tinsley, that, uh, you know, I played at Herbert Hoover and he coached at Nitro and uh, he had a high caliber offense. And so I, I reached out to him when he was at West Virginia Tech. And uh, I went down there and spent a semester with him. And, uh, and then he, he offered me a position the following uh, fall to coach defensive backs there at West Virginia Tech. And it ended up being their last the last year there that they ever had football. Um, but luckily, um, you know, where we were losing a program, but Alderson Broadus University was gaining a program and they were trying to save a little bit of money. So they reached out to us trying to buy some of our equipment. And uh, lo and behold, our athletic director talked to their head coach, which was also the athletic director. And uh, he, he threw my name out there and I interviewed for a position there. Um, unfortunately, I didn't get the defensive box position there, but I ended up getting uh, he called me, Coach Crehan called me the next day and offered me a linebacker position, Coach. So I was at Austin Broadus University for three years and, and started that program up and helped, you know, uh, the first couple recruiting classes there. Um, and then, you know, I, I was pretty much in debt like I am now, so I thought, well, I better get back into uh, high school and, and teach. And, um, you know, I, I came up to Hampshire High School and, and got a math position here. And I actually coached here for uh, two seasons, but then I wanted to get back closer to home. So I went to, you know, went to Polka High School and I actually wasn't even thinking about coaching then. I was just wanting to teach and just, you know, continue uh, making a, a difference in kids' lives through education. Um, but, you know, the, the principal called me in and that was um, back when Brad Cannell, he was a former WVU football player, was a principal there. And uh, he, he uh, brought me in and, and introduced me to Coach Ramsey. And Coach Ramsey graciously let me be part of that program. Um, and, and, you know, with, with Payne kids coming in and Jay Cook, a quarterback, and those guys, they really turned that program around. Um, and I was there for a few seasons. And then the head coaching job up here at Hampshire High School came open. And so I threw my hat in the ring and uh, Trey Stewart, offered me the position and, and I took it and my family and I, you know, my, my wife was 100% behind me. Uh, she knew that I wanted to be a head coach and I'd been doing the things that a head coach would do. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I came up here and, and took this program over. Um, haven't had the, you know, I, I, I want to say we haven't had the success uh, as far as the wins and loss columns, but, you know, 
my wife and I are, are Christians and, and we're trying to make impact on, on kids' lives. And, and you can see that daily and especially this year with the feedback that I'm getting um, with, with the things that we've done here. Um, it, it's been a blessing. So here I am now uh, getting ready to start uh, year four. Here's the head coach at Hampshire High School. And, um, you know, we're, we're just getting in the weight room yesterday and, and trying to get this uh, this next season started. And, and our, our eyes are finally on the playoffs. You know, near the end of this season, um, about the middle of the year, I started talking to kids, you know, that it shouldn't be a matter of, uh, you know, we all love the game. We love playing the game. But our ultimate goal needs to be making the playoffs. And these guys haven't been there since early 2000. And uh, so I, I really want these kids focused on, on making the playoffs. Like they need to see, see their goals reached. And, you know, they, they haven't really thought about that. And so that's what one thing I want to change this program. I want these kids to be working towards making the playoffs and not accepting anything less than that. And that's, that's awesome. I, we coached against each other. What was that? 18. You were, you were at Polka and uh, yeah. Man, y'all were really good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we were definitely blessed. You know, I, I'd like to say that we were geniuses of coach, you know, uh, defense coordinator, offense coordinator, things like that. But when you get guys like uh, the guys that we had, you know, it, it's it makes it easier. It definitely makes it easier when those kids, you know, uh, you know, Ethan Payne came in as a freshman and he really turned that program around. You know, they, those guys, uh, I, I tried helping build that program uh, from the weight room. Um, and, and when when Ethan Payne became a freshman and he he was outworking the the upperclassmen, that's really when got other guys bought in. And when they saw those guys working as hard as they were, um, it, it made it a whole lot easier. And, and they fully had bought in and they had bigger goals. You know, obviously you see Ethan playing at Marshall and and Toby. Uh, you know, not those guys just make it make it a whole lot easier and, and guys buy in and other guys start feeding off of that and it just makes it a whole different atmosphere. Yeah, man, no doubt. So talk about, you know, what are your core philosophies at, at Hampshire? What do you, what do you, you know, build your program on there uh, as you, as you build that program? I mean, I, you know, I, like I tell the parents, I tell the kids, mine, I, I don't have those big, the big things that like Clemson has on our walls where they've got brick by brick, you know, they've got those bricks building and they've got about a hundred words that they, they focus on. My biggest thing is just letting these kids know that I'm a Christian. Um, that's first and foremost is, is making sure that they understand that. Um, but my, my the two words that I always preach to these kids is accountability and communication. Um, if they communicate, then they're accountable. And we try and build on those two things because when it comes to the real world, they've got to, um, be accountable. You know, they're going to be held accountable by their bosses, you know, unless they're their own bosses. But at the same time, I don't care what kind of job you go out. If you're building a house, you know, the house owners that want you to build the house, you've got to be accountable to them and you've got to communicate with them. So in any job and any any phase of life, you've got to be held accountable and you've got to have good communication skills. So we try and build on that with these guys. Um, even when it comes to the weight room, you know, I've got to the point uh, and you know, I, I love it when kids, they, they finally realize, you know, I, I need to send my coach a text. Hey, coach, um, you know, and they let me know why they're missing a weight room session or why they're, um, you know, what they're they're doing. And and that's that's when I know that we're starting to build and we're starting to make progress. As the kids start being held accountable and they start actually reaching out to you and letting you know where they're at, what they're doing. Um, and then when you got, you know, guys that are messaging over Thanksgiving, 
asking how you're doing and, and just wanting to know, you know, wanting to just talk, you know, that, that's one huge thing. So uh, we want to build a family atmosphere as well. And so that comes a little bit with my Christian background. Um, my wife and I go to the church and, and we talk to the kids. Uh, you know, you, you can't really be too open um, in this day and age because, you know, lawsuits come here and there. And, uh, but at the same time, I want them to know uh, my background and, and I want them to know that I know that um, that I have another life ahead of me. And so we want to build a, a family atmosphere as well. And, uh, you know, with communication, accountability and family. Um, and I tell the kids, too, you know, when when we have bad days, I tell them, I said, don't break down on family if you don't really mean it, you know. If you're going to fight amongst each other and bicker and complain and, and you're not really a true family and, you know, when football is over <clears throat> this year, I had to talk with them as well. I said, I want you guys to actually talk to each other. You know, I want you mm -hmm. not when, when football is over. I want to see you all hanging out with each other in the hallways. Um, I want you building. You know, if you go play basketball, if you go wrestle, I want you to build, build a family atmosphere with those other guys as well. Um, but don't break down on family if you don't truly mean it. And so that's. That's one thing that I mean, and, and, and it's from the bottom of my heart. I tell these guys, if we're going to be a family, you need to act as one. Um, so those are the biggest things that I try and preach on. And, uh, and hopefully, it, you know, it, it resonates in their lives out in the community once they graduate from here. Coach, that's awesome, man. That's, 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 that's really, really, really good stuff. So you talked about being a defensive coordinator. I guess let's, let's start there. Talk about your, uh, your defensive philosophy as far as the X's and O's. Uh, my defense philosophy, you know, obviously, you know, we, we run a four-two-five, um, and, and just depending on what team we're playing, you know, week in and week out, we, you know, I, I don't try and change up too much. Um, when you're when you're going against the Spring Mills, it's going to try and um, you know spread you out, and then you go up against a Frankfurt and a Kaiser that like to load the box and put a bunch of bodies in there, and they run their wing T, uh, and you know those guys run it to a T, you know, no pun intended, but. Um, we run a four-two-five, and and we, you know, in June at the, our three-week period, one of the first things we do is we we make sure that we're communicating. Um, I have every everybody is supposed to be saying something. Um, you know, the guys giving a strength call, guys giving the backfield set, uh, the free safety is giving a coverage call. The corners are talking, letting the free safety and the outside linebackers know how many receivers they have. So everybody's communicating, and everybody's on the same page. Uh, one guy's given a strength call. So, that, you know, if he's wrong, then we're all right. Um, and, and, you know, one of the first things we do is we, we break the huddle and we're communicating and we're getting 11 hats for the football. And, you know, we always preach to them that if there's 11 guys, you know, sprinting the football, good things happen then. If, if a guy fumbles, at least we've got some guys around the ball. Um, but, you know, we, we run a 4-2-5 and, and we're trying to get to the football. We're, we're um, you know, containing every gap. Uh, I don't like to, you know, a lot of coaches, you know, when they're young, they like to blitz the crap out of guys. Um, I, I don't. Um, I like it for our linebackers to be able to read and then react. And so a lot of times they actually are blitzing. You know, whenever you whenever you read it correctly and they're running the football, it does look like you're blitzing. Um, and then, you know, when, when guys are you know, running back, if it's a pass game and if they're blocking, then that linebacker is responsible, responsible for him. He may look like he's blitzing as well because he's coming up on that running back. Um, but we, we want to make sure that we're getting 11 hats to the ball and uh, we preach relentless pursuit uh, because great things happen whenever you have relentless pursuit. Um, and, and we just, 
we try and dominate on that side of football. And we've got a really good defensive line coach here, and, and he's really changed those guys. Um, and and he, he truly believes in what they do, and he gets them to believing in themselves. And, and again, that goes back to what we were talking about earlier with philosophy and everything is these kids, you know, they've got to believe in themselves. Uh, we, we believe that they can do it, but they can't do it unless they believe in themselves. So we try and implement that, um, you know, no matter if we're in a weight room or if we're on a practice field, we want them to believe in themselves. And that way they'll have a lot of positive uh, feedback. From that. Mm. That's awesome, Coach. Are you, are you multiple covers guy? Do you like to kind of major in something? What's your, what's your flavor there? Well, we, we try and just major in, in one thing. Um, you know, we, we like to run some cover two read. Um, that's, that's one of our main philosophies, depending on, you know, how many receivers, but then we also, even if it's trips, we can cover to read that as well and go man to man on one of the three receivers, whoever we, whoever we feel most comfortable with, you know, if, if we don't feel a corner can cover number one, man to man, then we're not going to, you know, beat our head against the brick wall. And if we don't feel like our linebacker can cover number three or number two, then we're not going to, you know, try and make them look stupid out in space, but. Um, you know, we, we like to run, uh, I, I want to get to the point to where we can run a lot more man to man, um, all the way across the board, um, and, and that way it gives different looks. Um, but we also like to sit back in zone coverage and, um, that, yeah, so I, I don't like to just run one coverage. Uh, we'll, we'll do multiple things that way the quarterback can't get a beat on what we're doing. Um, you know, cause you know, the, it's just like, we, we, we talk to kids about, Hey, this is what they're going to do. But guess who, in, in the end, it's the kids that have to make the plays. Um, so, you know, I can't say, well, I, I knew what the guy was going to do. You should have known as well. You know, these are 14, 15, 16 year old kids that we're trying to uh, hang our hats on. And so uh, we want to try and make it as easy as possible. So we won't just do one coverage, but we aren't going to throw a bunch of coverages at them. Um, you know, even when you look at the college ranks, these, these, these fans, um, you know, they think that these 18, 22-year-old kids should be like robots. And, and, and I hate that because these kids have lives. You know, they, they may have a, a, a mom or a dad that's going through something right now or their girlfriend might have just broke up with them. But they have a lot of things on their plate as well as trying to get an education. And so we try and make it as easy as possible without throwing too much at them because I, I understand that they've got a lot more going on in their lives or in their lives than just football. So we try and make it as easy as possible, but at the same time we try and get – and the more time I spend here, the more things I'll throw at them if the kids understand it. If they don't understand it, then we have to back away. Um, so to answer your question, <laughs> we, we, we don't throw too much at them, but we don't just sit back in just one coverage as well. That's awesome. Talk about your offensive philosophy and how that, that meshes with your defense philosophy. Offensively, you know, uh, I came here and, you know, they had ran wing T for years and years, but I wanted to spread it out a little bit more. Um, so, you know, we'll do a lot of two by two sets. We'll run three by one sets. We'll do some empty um, because we, we just want to try and find the best matchups. And so we're going to spread it out. We're going to put the ball in the kids' hands out in space. Um, I, I don't like to just load the box and, and let them pin their ears back and blitz us to death. So we try and take um, a spread offense and and still try and run some power football. You know, if it's third and one, we want to be able to run the football and not have to say, you know what, we can't run the football. We've got to throw for the first down. So we're going to spread the teams out. Um, we're still going to, you know, I still I still do want to be able to run 
ISO power, um, but we're going to run some inside zone, outside zone, and uh, you know then we'll put the ball in the receiver's hands as well on on jet sweeps. We still consider outside zone, um, and, and then we want to try and continue building on our RPOs. We haven't done a great job of that, but we would like to do more of that um, and, and get the ball to the receivers after we read run. Um, you know, run true RPOs because you you watch these telestrators on TV. They're saying RPO, but it's actually just like a beer or inside zone, and they think that it's RPO. But um, you know, I, I want to be able to do more of that. We're going to have uh, some very athletic guys coming back next year. They're very young, so we don't want to throw too much at them. Um, but we do want to be able to put the ball out in space, put the ball in our athletes' hands, and, and try and make plays and, and gain yardage. Um, you know, we, we want to use uh, from sideline to sideline and from end zone, the back of the end zone, and the back of the end zone. We want to stretch the field in every phase of the game that we can. That's awesome, Coach. Coach, as a, as a head coach, what's your philosophy on special teams? Are you the riverboat gambler? Or are you more conservative? What's your, what's your flavor there? Um, it, it just depends on which one it is. <laughs> um, you know, when it comes to extra point field goal block, um, we're, we're pretty vanilla on that. But when it comes to extra point, um, I let my, my, one of my assistants, he puts a lot of different uh, fakes in. Um, and, and so we work on those week in and week out. Uh, when it comes to kickoff, um, I want to say that I'm vanilla, but at the same time, I'm not. I mean, I'll, I'll line guys up differently, but we're still trying to kick the ball in certain areas, but we'll, we'll line up differently with those guys. Uh, when it comes to punt, um, we, we do a lot of different things. And, and I actually – you know, my, my AD asked me this last week, you know, about that. Um, because, you know, when it's fourth down, it's always open what we run. It's just about execution. And, and I guess I've got to, you know, I've got to kind of sit back and think about, you know, if we can't execute it, should we do it? But at the same time, I want these kids to have fun. And so uh, I would rather have the ball in our offense's hands and give it away. And and I love our defense. Like our defense does they they pin their ears back and, and we play some pretty good defense. So, you know, if, if we're going to go for it on fourth down, we better be able to stop them. And, and I, I feel like we can, but I also feel like if our offense has a ball in our hands, we can score easier. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, it just depends on which, which special team it is. Um, and then punt return. Uh, I do a lot of different things with that uh, just so that, you know, I, I watch their punt team and, and try and take advantage of what they're trying to do. Um, so it just really just depends on which special team it is. But same, I, like you said, I'm, I'm a riverboat gambler. I, I like to try a lot of different things. So, um, you know, that's a long answer, but uh, that's, that's, that's just basically my philosophy on that. I, I'm not as much as like the coach that likes to onside kick it every single time and go for it every fourth down. But at the same time, I do like to try a lot of different things to try and add some flavor and, and let these kids have some fun. And I know sometimes it might cost you, but, um, you know, in the end, you want these kids to remember their experience and uh, try to do the things that you can do to, to um, you know, just like on offense, you want to try and let them display their athleticism. So I want to try and do that on special teams as well. Hmm. Coach, that's awesome. Coach, as, as we land the, the plane, I would love for you to give some wisdom to, to coaches out there that maybe are looking to become a head coach. What's some, what's some things you wish you knew before he became a head coach? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, I mean, when, when I was at POCA, uh, Coach Ramsey, like I said, I, I owe everything. I owe everything to Coach Crehan that Alderson brought us because 
you know, he, he first taught us that you need to be uh, your, your head coach, whether you're the head coach, or you're just a position coach, you need to be the head coach of your position. And he allowed us a lot of freedom. Um, we were able to be the head coaches of our position groups. And then when I got to Polka, you know, Coach Ramsey was also the head baseball coach. So whenever he took over the baseball program in the spring, um, I, I basically did everything that I possibly could um, to, to better the program under him. And so I, I kind of was like the head coach of a position group, um, but I was in a weight room trying to build that program and, and try and help him to, you know, to better that program while he was coaching baseball. Um, but, you know, I, I would suggest to every coach um, that they they make sure that they, um, you know, I always get, get in trouble for this, but, you know, you need to make sure that your family is first. Uh, and I'm trying to do the best job that I possibly can of, you know, letting some of those reins go. Whenever you have a really good uh, foundation of assistant coaches, um, which, which I have had that, but I haven't, I, I've had a huge turnover. And, and that's been the issue here is that, I haven't been able to um, release some of those reins to my assistant coaches because of the turnover rate that we have had. Um, you know, Coach Gunter has been with me uh, every year that I've been here, and so he's able to do more things. Uh, Coach Taylor came in this year, and, and you know, I, I feel like he's, he's a good family man, and, and he's ready to dive in. You know, he dove in head first, and, and you're able to give, give more – uh, responsibilities to those guys uh, as you build your football program. You know, you want to make sure that you are a player's coach. You want to make sure that you're also, um, you know, letting not not letting the, the assistant coaches do whatever they want because obviously, you know, your your name is on the program, um, but you need to let them understand that the, the head coach is just a title. We're all basically coaches. And, and I've told them that from day one is that I may have the head coach as the title and I have to make the ultimate decisions but at the same time I want them to feel like this is their program as well and, and it is and so that you've got to be able to release some things once you have some very trustworthy assistance once you're able to build a coaching staff um, and, and you know that's what you've got to be able to have is you got to have trust and you've got to build that faith with your assistance and and then you can start releasing some of those reins to those guys that way, you know, you can spend more time with your family and you can do things of that nature. And, you know, you want to make sure that they're also at home spending time with their family once, the, you know, practice is over. And, you know, I know there's some programs out there that hold eight and 10 hour meetings on Sundays, but um, I, I just don't believe in that. I, I want my guys to, to get their job done at home. I want them doing the things that they need to do so that our meetings are short and sweet and, and we're getting, you know, I love spending time with my coaching staff, but at the same time, I also want them with their families. And so, you know, we're going to come in and we're going to talk about X's and O's and what we need to do to prepare for that week. And, uh, and, and then we're going to get out of there. Um, and then I expect them and, and I have full trust because when we come in the meetings and they're talking about, I saw this on film, I saw that on film. I know these guys have bought in and I know that they've actually been watching film because I'm, I'm run 100% behind them whenever I say, yeah, that's exactly what I see as well. Um, so I, I just think that you need to make sure that you've got everything uh, aligned and in order. And if you're going to be the head coach, you need to try and build a very trustworthy staff and a staff that is able to come together and, and have meetings that are very productive. I guess that's what I'm looking for, is have meetings that are productive and it's not just a, 
a gripe session about, well, you know, Friday night so-and-so did this mm -hmm. or so-and-so did that. And, you know, in the, in the past, I've had meetings where we've been doing a depth chart on special teams, and I've had guys say, you know, you bring up somebody's name, and they're like, no, he can't do that. And I'm like, okay, well, then give me a name. Well, I don't know. I say, then don't talk. You know, if you're not going to, you know, be productive and, and say productive things or give me a name of a guy that you do trust, then, then we've got issues. And so you need to make sure that you've got a very trustworthy staff and guys that you can believe in and that you can hand over reins to and that you can allow them to actually be uh, head coaches of their positions. Man, Coach, that is awesome. Coach, I appreciate you coming on. You took some time out of your busy day to talk with us. And, uh, man, you're first class, and uh, we appreciate it. No, I appreciate you too, Coach, and, and I wish you the best of luck. I know, you know, it, uh, you're, you're in the same boat I'm in, you know, moving to a different location. Um, and, and, you know, I, I think you're a great job. And, um, you know, I, I try and emulate some of the things that you do and some of the things I've seen you do. And, and I appreciate you bringing me on this podcast. And, uh, hopefully I, I said something that makes sense, some relative sense to somebody out there. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a true country boy and, and I, I try and watch what I say sometimes because I know it can get me in trouble. But at the same time, I'm very blunt. I'm very honest. And, and sometimes that gets me in trouble. But uh, I greatly appreciate you thinking enough of me to actually have me on here and, and I, I greatly appreciate that and I appreciate your friendship um, you know I don't just think of you as a colleague you know we're able to just call or text each other anytime and I, I greatly appreciate that and that's another thing that coaches need you know a coach can't be too um, you know you, you can't can't be too hard-headed you need to make sure to make good relationships with other coaches and, and make sure that you're open and, and that you can reach out and, and, and trade ideas and different things like what we always do. And I appreciate that. Absolutely, Coach. Coach, you're first class, man. I really, really appreciate you for sharing your wisdom. I, it's awesome. I, I only ask guys on that I think will we, we good interviews. You did, and you did a great job, Coach. No, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. I do really appreciate that.